Welcome back, welcome back, Perks Recap Podcast. It is time for our week 15 review show. Of course, Al joins me as always. I'm excited for this one. It was another crazy, wacky week in the NFL. Let's get right to it. Okay, it is time. Week 15 is in the books. What a week it was. Uh, What a year it's been, right, Al? (laughs) Yeah, this week went right in line with how the year's been for sure. Another wacky week. Yep, absolutely. Um, Yeah, there's a... Obviously, some surprises in there. We both did okay. Uh, I went 10-6, and six, you went 11-5, and five, but let's get to the details of that. Uh, the first game was Vegas over the Chargers, and uh, it was 63-21 to 21, at one point, 42 to nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what, I mean, this was a wild score. This was a team, to me, and a lot of stuff I've read in the media, too, seems to agree. This is a team that laid down to get rid of a coach in the Chargers, and it worked. Staley, the death knell has finally told. Yes, he is gone. Um, I didn't even read that, and you know what? That's If they did, that's kind of, you know, no no sympathy for, for Staley. He stinks and all, but that's kind of a, it's a little alarming. That they, yeah, yeah. That, they, that they all that they put in that kind of a performance for that result, um, if that is the case. Um, but regardless, sixty-three to twenty-one, Vegas was held to what was it? Three points the week before? No, or were they, were they shut out? Shut out. So they lost three to nothing. <laughs> and then they come back and score sixty-three. Yeah. Right. Yep, Aiden O'Connell <laughs> threw four touchdown passes in the first half. They were leading, what was it, 43 to nothing at halftime, something like that? I, I think it was 42. 42, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, six touchdowns. Um, but, yeah, no, wild, man. And this, you know, that I mean, they, the Raiders couldn't have looked more inept the week before, and then they look like uh, the, the greatest offense in the history of offenses the next week. It's wild. Yep, but uh, I'm, I'm assuming we both still don't high, uh, have the, uh, the Raiders in high regard. No, definitely not. They beat one of the bad team on their last legs. So, yeah, I'm not giving this too much credit. Right. Okay. Um, we both got it right. We weren't up close on the score, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the Chargers are, are done. You're not going to pick them really the rest of the year. Although you never know with the when, the, you know, the new coach comes in, a lot of times that team will get the first win. Yeah, they get that little new coach boost. And then they go right yeah. back to as bad as they actually are. So we'll see if they get the new coach boost this time. I'm not sure. We'll see. <laughs> All right. We'll see. Okay. Um, moving on. Cincinnati Woo. over Minnesota, 27-24. Jake Browning continues. We both got this one right as well. Not really close on the scores. Um, but either way, it was a close one. It was – It was. Uh, it was a good game, actually, to watch. It was really – it was fun to watch that game. Yeah, it was a heck of a game and a heck of a comeback. I mean, the, the Vikings were leading this game almost the entire way through. And, uh, you know, the Bengals had to have come back from a decent deficit. And uh, that, that touchdown pass to T. Higgins uh, towards the end was amazing. I mean, on on the throw was crazy. I mean, it was like a – like a, I mean – Hang on. I, I lost you for a minute just uh... – Go back about 10 seconds, and I was getting a call. I had to swipe it away. 
Oh, no worries. No worries. So, yeah, I was just saying about the, uh, the I mean, the Vikings were leading this game most of the way through, and they the Bengals had to come back. And uh, that touchdown pass to T. Higgins at the end was just, um, towards the end, I mean, was just amazing. I mean, Browning, the ball was going, it was like uh, Tim Wakefield threw that pass. It was going so slow. And <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Higgins made a hell of a catch and a hell of a reach to get the ball across the uh, the end zone. So, uh, so, yeah, heck of a game. The Browning run continues. I'm enjoying the heck out of it. And, uh, you know, I think uh, that might be the Vikings' last gasp. Yeah, that really hurts the Vikings. And Cincinnati's still not dead yet. Uh, they, you know, I think they have to win out, but. They're doing their, you know, they're putting their best foot forward at this point. And uh, like you said, Minnesota, this one hurts big time. No doubt. I think this might be the last we hear from Minnesota this year. Okay, moving on. Colts 30-13 to 13 over Pittsburgh. Hmm. Um, you had 23-16. That's the closest. I had 21-19. We thought Pittsburgh might put up a bit more of a fight. Uh, we both got it right, obviously. Um, but, um, Pittsburgh is really a sinking ship. They are sinking fast. It's wild, man. Cause we touched on this a little bit last week, but I'm going to talk about it again. The, uh, you know, it took us forever to get on board with the Steelers results because we just weren't believing they were that good. Neither of us. And finally we get on board. We give Tomlin all the credit he deserves. And now they lose how, however many in a row it's been. I mean, three in a row, I think. And they are going down. Who knew Kenny Pickett was that important? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Kenny Pickett means the world. He's better than Trubisky, that's for sure. Right. And did you hear they now bench Trubisky and it's going to be Mason Rudolph next week? Yep, yep. And that's not going to help anybody. No, he's not good either. No. Um, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> what I was going to say, though, um, is – the three losses in a row, two of them were to New England and Arizona at home. Oh, that's crazy, right? I mean, that's <laughs> like I would take – I mean, I would have bet on them every time to win both of those games. And now they've lost three in a row. This one to a more formidable team, the Colts, who have um, – they're establishing themselves as a real uh, playoff threat now too. Yeah, they're like, I mean, they've been in the final seven for weeks now. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, they they just solidified it by beating one of their main competitors for those last spots. So that's, I mean, yeah, you know. They, I think they're going to get there. I love that Minshew Mania is going to go to the playoffs. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> and they did that, by the way, without um, Jonathan Taylor and um, Zach Moss. Zach Moss got hurt early in that game. Yeah. Yep. Impressive. Um, and now the whispers are coming out of Pittsburgh that Tomlin might be on his way out. That's insane. They're crazy. Yeah. They're crazy. They're, first of all, there's no chance in hell that that's right. Second of all, this guy took a team. They're they're still better than they should have been with this roster. Oh, even, yeah. Even after losing three in a row. So if anybody should be gone from that team, it's the freaking owner slash GM who gave him this roster. Yes, Absolutely. This is not on Tomlin. No way. He squeezed more out of this stone than anybody else would have. I, uh, just about maybe a handful of other guys could have done as well with this roster. Totally agree. All right. Detroit, 42-17 to 17 against Denver. Detroit got right. We both got this one right as well. We didn't have the score. Uh, we had much closer games because yeah. uh, Denver has been very impressive lately. But Detroit, 
at home got right because they were uh, really kind of struggling and uh, really, you know, we had a lot of question marks with them coming into this, but they answered a lot of that with a, with a, a you know, butt whipping going pretty much to Denver <laughs> and uh, Denver's still pretty impressive, but you got to give all the credit to Detroit. No doubt. No doubt. And I will say this right off the bat, too. I was, uh, you know, because we were talking about what was going on with the Lions lately because they had some unimpressive wins and a couple and a bad loss or two lately. And um, one of the things I mentioned was, uh, you know, Jared Goff had slid back a little bit those couple weeks. Well, it's like uh, he came to my house and punched me in the face and said, screw you, dude. I'm throwing five touchdowns this week and no picks. <laughs> yeah, he, he was great. He was great. Yeah, great. So yeah, and, and uh, uh, you know, it's good Ross to see Detroit still... back on the on the uh, on the wagon there. Yeah, yeah, that was that, they needed one like that, and uh, you know teams go through these ebbs and flows during the course of the season, and maybe that's all that was. But um, uh, beating a solid Broncos team like that is very impressive at this point in the season, and uh, and I think the Broncos are just uh, still you know they're in a new regime, they're up and coming. I think they're going to be fine in the long run with Peyton, but uh, this might not be the year. Yeah, it, it, they just made them made it a lot harder for them to uh, for them to get in the postseason. You never know if they win the next three; they might still be able to get in, but uh, they're up against it now. Yeah, it's going to be it's a tough road. They might make it. Very impressive if they do, and even if not, it's a heck of a first year under Peyton. Heck of a turnaround. Okay, now to one we both got wrong, but I called I called the upset. Carolina nine, Atlanta <laughs> seven. We both. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I got you back. We're good. Yep. This was the upset pick. Carolina over Atlanta was my upset pick. But for the official pick, I did pick Atlanta. That's how the the upsets work around here. We go with one that we. I lose you again. Yeah. Yeah. Just for two seconds there. Sorry. Sorry. Um, What I was saying is. You know, the, the way the, it works around here with the upsets is Atlanta. Um, we, we picked Atlanta, but you got to pick somebody you, you went up against. You went, you're going against as your upset pick. That's how we do it. Absolutely. And and well done. What is, the, how, what, what is that now for you? Is that two or three upset picks you have now? It's at least two. I'm not sure. I got to check. I think we were it was I think we were one a piece, but you might it might have been two one you. You'll have to we'll have to double check that then. But either way, good call because I wouldn't have picked that one. That would have been maybe the last one I would have picked. So well done. So, but not much to say about the game. Atlanta, boy, I thought they were better than this. I still I had them as the division winner. They're they're looking pretty pretty rough, and uh, yeah, I, I I don't know I don't know they're they're, they're probably not going to make it. And um, obviously Carolina's not going anywhere. But you know, good for good on them to get their second win. Yeah, yeah, they need to just take. They needed something positive to happen. You know what I mean? And uh, and they got a they got a last uh, second uh, or last couple minute um, drive out of Bryce Young for the winning field goal. So that's positive. That's some good stuff for them. Uh, the Falcons. This could be one of the rare times a uh, a coach keeps a team in playoff contention all season, and in large part because of the crappy division, but still, and gets fired. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think I, I think there's a real shot Arthur Smith is gone after this season because I mean it is just unbelievable the archaic. It, it reminds me of Jeff Fisher's last couple years in uh, L.A. The offense he's running, and I'm sorry, in uh, wherever the heck uh, the the Rams were at that point. 
Right, right. All right. Well, let's move on then. Let's do it. We got Cleveland 20, Chicago 17. Another, we both got this one right, and you had 27-14, I had 27-13. Kind of close. Um, but regardless, Cleveland gets the close win, and we both got it right. And this was an entertaining game. Because Chicago jumped up to a to a big lead at, at first. Were they up fourteen nothing? Yes, and they were. I mean, they should have won this game if they had you know been able to do anything in the second half. Um, heck of a game. And Joe Flacco was. It's just <laughs> this, this Flacco reemergence. Re- oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I got another call. I can't turn them off. I, I got the ringer off, but I can't turn the calls. Are still going to come through. I apologize. No, no worries. Uh, I honestly didn't even notice that one. I guess I cut out for a second. Yeah. Okay. Well, no worries, dude. It's life. You know, we'll deal. (laughs) (laughs) We can't help how popular you are, Craig, you know? (laughs) You're you're a wanted man. I love it. So, so yeah, so I was just saying, uh, what was I saying? I forget. Oh, yeah. The uh, the Flacco reemergence is nothing short of astonishing, man. You know, and he didn't have his best game. He was, uh, he threw a couple picks. Uh, and, uh, you know, and that's the big reason the Bears were up early. But uh, but he hung in there. He kept slinging it. Uh, I I love that. Uh, what's their the tight end? And Joku. I love that. And Joku, after six years in the league or whatever it's been now, he finally finds his uh, his uh, potential with Joe Flacco. I know, right? I li- I've always liked him, too. Me, too. He always had a lot more talent than it looked like they were getting out of him. And all of a sudden, there it is. Totally, totally agree. Um, By the way, so real Cleveland, quick, I'm sorry. This was my uh, upset pick, and I got it wrong. I just want to throw yes, that out there. You did, yeah, you, you picked Chicago, but it looked good going in. It looked good at the start. I thought at we halftime, I felt get, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were both going get to get our upsets this week. Pretty cool, though. Um, Cleveland, yeah, they're they're right there in the mix. They're, they should make it. You know, their record's looking pretty good. I got a feeling they're going to they're gonna make it. Yeah, dude, listen, we were both uh, selling them down the river a couple weeks ago, and rightfully so, because of the quarterback situation at the time. But Flacco has changed everything, and I'm with you. They're going to make the playoffs. Totally agree. Cool, cool. All right. We're going to move on to Tampa Bay 34, Green Bay 20. Uh, We both picked Green Bay, and now that I – this was one that I really went back and forth on. And now that I think about it, what what was I thinking? The way Mayfield has been playing – I should have I should have went with Tampa Bay. Uh, he's been he's been really good, and then in this game he goes three eighty and yeah. four. Incredible. I mean, wow. And uh, yeah, I should have gone with uh, with Tampa, but we both went with Green Bay, and we both got it wrong. Yeah, listen, man. You know, Jordan Love's been playing pretty damn well too. So I, I, in retrospect, I mean, I went back and forth a little too, but I don't feel bad about the pick in retrospect at all. If they played five times, I don't know who would win the majority, but. I mean, Mayfield, what the heck? I mean, you know, that <laughs> I just can't believe it. I, I really can't. And um, credit to uh, Ty, you know, this, uh, we, we, we talked about that early in the season when they, they were leading the division early and they were like three and one or whatever it was. But then they kind of, they fell off and became the team you and I both thought they were for a while. But now they've bounced back in the last four or five weeks and been playing really good football. So um Big, big props to Ty for calling that this was actually going to be a legitimate team this year, even though they're not a world beater, but they're way better than you and I both thought. Absolutely. I thought they were going to be bottom feeders. You and me both, my friend. 
and they might they might win that division. They might make get to get to the playoffs. I mean, with that's a why, if I was picking right now, that's who I'm picking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Miami thirty, the Jets nothing. <laughs> so much what? for the reemergence of Zach Wilson. <laughs> 30 to 12, you had I had 35, 14. It wasn't that close. We both we both got it right, but my goodness. Yeah, the Jets are just a disgrace. Their their offensive line played is about as bad as I've ever seen an offensive line play. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, obviously the quarterback takes all the blame and deservedly so. He he hasn't been good. But he re, I mean, there was no chance on a lot of these plays. He he had no chance at all. No, absolutely, and and uh, you can't blame Zach Wilson for Brees Hall's lack of productivity. That would be on the offensive line. Yes, and then the uh, defense giving up thirty. Defense not not covering. How do you not co- cover Waddle when Hill is out? Yeah, he's the only like. And he's not the only threat, but he's the threat. He's the big threat. Yeah. By the way, Brees Hall, one of the most dynamic young players in football, six carries, twelve yards. Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, Trevor Simeon, by the way, started the, uh, or finished that game. And, uh, you know, he stunk too. So they don't, they don't have anything. Yeah, they don't have anything. Remember when the Jets brought in uh, Joe Flacco to take a look at him? Yeah. You think they're regretting that now? My God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was gross. They, your quarterback for growth, Wilson, um, is in the concussion protocol. Yeah, and there were rumors of Aaron Rodgers wanting to play this week, but he's not cleared. He's not a hundred percent cleared, a hundred percent back. He said he's like eighty percent. If they were in the playoffs, he would he would want to play. But since they're out of the playoffs, he's probably not going to. Yeah, I'd be stunned if he does. You know, I yeah. mean, it would be insane. It would be crazy risk. You know, I, I get that he's Aaron Rodgers and he wants to show the world, but. That, that's a that's a lot. Yeah. So they're done. Next season, uh, they're playing out the string. I'm with you. I'm with you. They're they're toast. Yeah. And, and uh, they were officially eliminated, by the way. Yes, also, yes. So. And now the other New York team that was a disgrace, twenty four to six. The Saints, <laughs> the Saints over the Giants. Uh somehow I picked the Giants. What why? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man yeah never never attach your your uh, fortunes to the new york football giants <laughs> uh, i got caught up in the in devito mania yeah tommy cutlets what are they saying about tommy cutlets today <laughs> <laughs> oh man um so yeah i mean they, they haven't been coming down too hard on them there's still a lot of people that believe in them but um this was this was bad i mean what are you gonna do the Saints are not that good of a team, and you lose twenty-four to six. It just shows that they have no offense. Yeah, they're they're a bad team. You know, they had a nice little run, you know, with Tommy, but uh, you know, they are what they are. They're not a good team. They have a their offensive line isn't any better than it was five weeks ago. They, their, their offensive line is still arguably the worst in football, certainly the la- worst of the last decade. Um, and uh, you know, they, they they're only going to go so far. So they were never going to make the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, I tell you what, I don't think they're going to draft the quarterback unless one one of the big ones falls to them. Like, I don't see them drafting one, like, in the second or third round or anything. And, uh, if they're, like, mid for you know, if they're, like, 10 or something in the first round, 
they're gonna they're not gonna get one of the big ones. And if they don't get one of the big ones, I don't see them getting a quarterback, which means they're gonna go next year with Daniel Jones and DeVito as his backup. Fascinating. Fascinating. I mean, you know, I still think they should just even though their success rate is 0.7%, I still think they should just take every pick take an offensive line. Because <laughs> some way they gotta get that fixed and they're never gonna do a damn thing until they do. And they haven't, they've been trying to get it right for 10 years. Yeah. And they failed over, they failed in talent evaluation. They failed in coaching. They can't keep people healthy, which is an odd thing. But for some reason, they seem to be the most injured offensive line in football every year. Um, I don't know. It's wild, dude. They they have uh, epic uh, history of failure, recent history of failure with that offensive line. And I don't know how they fix it. Yeah, and Daniel Jones, I don't care what anybody says, he's not good. And my father argues with me all the time. He's never he's never had a chance. How do you even know? He's never had any weapons. And when he gets weapons, his offensive line is the worst in the league. And it is every year. He's never had a chance. And it's like, yeah, but, I mean, he threw two two touchdowns this year with six picks. And right. Was what, like one in, and it was like one in five and then got hurt again. Right. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think uh... – you know, I would like to see how good Daniel Jones would be if he was playing for the Niners or something, you know, just to see. But I still don't think he's good, even on a great team. So um, I think he's at very best. He's mediocre. And um, yeah, and he's and, you know, and he's at the and he's certainly in the wrong team to try and develop because of uh, the line issues. Yeah. OK, moving off that dumpster fire. Oh, by the way, New Orleans, um, I don't consider them that great of a team but they are in the they're in the hunt there in the south is pretty much them in tampa i'm with you yeah because I'm, I'm eliminating atlanta <laughs> even though they're not eliminated yeah. <laughs> i'm certain I'm, I'm doing it in my head for sure yes so i have to see okay houston over tennessee 19 to 16 this is the one that you had you kind of shot yourself in the foot because if you yeah you had a caveat where if Stroud and Nico played, you were going to pick Houston, but if not, you you went with Tennessee. You should have just picked Houston because they won without Stroud and, and Nico, but because of your caveat, you went with Tennessee and lost. Yep, cave- I caveated <laughs> my way right out of success. Well, don't worry, I did the same thing later. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we both had Tennessee. We both were wrong. And um, Houston, how the heck... Do they not have Stroud? And then they don't have Nico Collins. And they obviously don't have Tank Dell. And they win this game in Tennessee on the road. Tennessee, what a, what a, they're becoming like the Chargers. I hate them. <laughs> yes. You've moved on from them being vanilla to now it's full on hatred. I enjoy that. <laughs> Man. Listen, I'm with you, dude. There, yeah, no. Listen, here, this is crazy. So check this out. Let me just pull this set up real quick. I got it. Okay, here we go. So um, we talked about how uh, last week, um, you know, how often the Titans would, would win if Derrick Henry rushes for, I think it was 24 yards, something like that, right? Yep. Well, you know what his stats were this week, man? 16 carries for nine yards. Yeah, um... He's cooked. Yeah, he's cooked. And also, the Titans are in competition for the Giants for the worst offensive line in football. That's also what that tells me. Totally agreed. But, yeah, Derrick Henry, the, the ride is over. It's done. He, he's done too many big hits too, too, for too long. 
and uh, it catches up to everybody. It took a little longer to catch with catch up with him because he's special and because of his own physicality and his size. But it catches up eventually, and it looks like it's caught up to him. He is toast. Well, here's and here's so, and we had this conversation weeks ago at the trade deadline. Now that, that he played really well for the first half of the season, then he had good market value at the trade deadline, and the Titans yeah. chose to not do anything, and now he's going to walk for nothing at the end of the season. Right, and and he's going to have to. Everybody loses in this because Tennessee loses the chance to get something back for him at a time when his value was higher. They don't, they lose that opportunity, but he's also going to lose because of the way he's playing now. He's not. He's going to have to sign somewhere, either as a backup or for like you know the veteran minimum. Like he's that that's that's all that's in you know left for him. Yeah, it's wild because he would and and he would have his value would have been so much better playing for a better team because. I mean, I'm not saying he was going to run for 2,000 yards, but he wasn't going to have 16 carries for nine yards after getting traded to a playoff contender. I don't think so, no. I yeah. Agree. I agree. So, yeah, bad news all the way around. Right, and good on Houston, man, to pull this one off. Huge. Freaking huge, man, like that. Uh, and we, we mentioned Devin Singletary coming into his own a few weeks back, and Addis <laughs> continued, man. Um 26 carries for 121 yards this week. Yeah, just fantastic. He's really he's really coming on and exploding. I mean, that's why they won. His, the running game is why they they were able to win this game. Um, who was I? I who was the quarterback? Um, Case Keenum. Thank you, Case Case Keenum. He does this every now and then. He'll come in and win a game or two for you that you don't expect. He's done this before, but I mean, you know, career backup journeyman type type guy. But he got the job done here. Um, I don't anticipate he's going to win much more or, you know, if he's going to play, if Stroud's ready or not. I don't know if Stroud's going to play or not. Um, but they they need every win they can get. They're they're on that fringe, and they're probably not going to make – I don't know. What do you think? Man, they're right uh, – it's so tough, dude. Let me let me pull it up real quick. If we're, let's, let's get into that a little bit. Uh, Aren't they one of the nine like teams that are seven and seven or eight and six? I or think whatever? they're eight and six. Yeah, I think. Let me just make sure. Here we go. Um, efforting. What is that? Is that Jurassic Park? What is that? No. Um, you know what? I, I can't remember. It's so funny. I just know the song. The Somebody help us. Okay. The, uh, when, the, when you vote for our polls, put type that in somewhere. Let us know what we were just humming. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll figure it out before, before we're done. Nice. Nice. So, okay, here we go. So the AFC, you got the, um, you know, you got the top four, the Ravens, Dolphins, Chiefs, and Jaguars. Then you got the wild cards are the Browns, Bengals, and Colts currently. Now, the uh, Bengals and Colts are both eight and six. Eight and eight and nine outside looking in are the Texans and Bills at eight and six. So you have four okay. teams at eight and six. Two of them are going to get in, and two of them aren't. Okay, so the Texans need all the wins they can get. They need Stroud back, obviously. Yeah. If it's Keenum, they're not going to make it. If they have Stroud, you never know. They have a shot at least. I completely agree. I completely agree. And scary for that whole situation for a lot of these teams that the the hottest team of all of them right now is probably the Bills. 
Yes. Fascinating. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay, Kansas City 27, New England 17. Uh, we had bigger scores. Um, you know, can't quit Kansas City. <laughs> we got it right, obviously, but still, um, you know, I this was pretty much more of the same from them. Not that impressive, really. Absolutely. No, this was a, a very uh, uninspiring win over a really bad team. <coughs> Yep, that's exa- that's that's it. That's all their wins have been lately. And by the way, more receiver issues. Uh, <laughs> drops. Uh, Tony had a really bad drop. Um, uh, even their best receiver, their rookie, uh, Rasheed Rice, Rice, had a fumble. Um, yep. Kansas City recovered it, but he fumbled the ball. Uh, they, I mean, they are just a mess in the in the in. The, I mean, other than Kelsey, their pass catching is a mess. And even he, he's not been doing much at all the last few weeks. Nothing. Well, he's I'm fi- on my fantasy I, team. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I got excited. It just he, uh, I think he's finally showing his age a little bit. And yeah, that combined with the fact that there's really nothing else to worry about on that team. So yeah. not only is he getting up there finally, but they can triple cover him if they want to, and it's not going to hurt him. Yeah, because nobody else can get open. Exactly. And if they do, they're going to drop the ball half the time. <laughs> <laughs> Valdez, okay. I'm talking to you. <laughs> so, but they still have a chance at the number one seed. They're still right there, which is wild given how they're playing. But yeah, you're absolutely correct. But and uh, you know, New England sucks. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> San Francisco, forty-five. Arizona, twenty-nine. It wasn't that close. Arizona, I think. San Francisco called off the dogs a little bit and Arizona was able to get some more points, but I think they could have, they could have scored 60 if they wanted to. I completely agree. Yeah. That was just garbage time stuff there. Nice for fantasy, but meaningless in real life. 49ers are a way better team. Yeah. And um, they're scary. They're just scary at this point. Now I don't see how a team is going to, if they get the number one overall seed in the NFC, which is the way it's looking, um, if they get that, I don't see how a team is going to go into their into San Francisco in the playoffs and win a game there. Well, I'll tell you how, and we've talked about it before. It's injuries because they are surprisingly fragile for as, as good a team as they are. Right, but if they're healthy, you're not beating them. I, I wouldn't pick anybody to beat them at home if they're healthy. Yeah. Yep. So you hate to root for injuries, but if my team's playing them and somebody pulls a hammy, that's fine. Yeah, I'm not crying in my beer. Yeah, I don't want anything, you know, serious, but like, you know, I tweaked something. I'm not going to be able to play today. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a little uh, case of the flu or something, you know, nothing too uh, bad. Yeah, you know, you got all, you're going to have all off season to heal up. (laughs) I'm so with you, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, All right, let's just move on because that game, I mean, yeah, we kind of knew that and that's exactly what it was. They're a juggernaut. We're going to move on to the Rams over Washington. 28 to 20. Washington shows some fight. Um, I thought it was going to be, I had 31 13. You had 30 to 16. Yeah. Washington showed a little bit of fight, but it doesn't really matter. The Rams are a better team, and the Rams are really, they're starting to play really well, like especially offensively. They are putting up points. 
This, I mean, listen, this team is a, uh, this is not a team I'd want to play in the playoffs if it, it, coming in so hot, if they keep going like they are, if I'm a, if I'm one of the higher seeds, there's a lot of uh, lower end potential playoff teams. I'd rather play than the Rams. I, I yeah. uh, any, almost anybody from the uh, AFC, NFC South, except well, Tampa Bay though. Yeah. They're getting a little annoying. So, um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a fascinating deal right now, man. And um I don't know. I, I just I'm I'm really into that Rams offense. They are cooking on all cylinders. Are they the seven seed or are they the six seed? They are currently the seven. Vikings are the six. See, the thing is, what would because <laughs> I'm thinking, of course, in my own uh, team's uh, future here and your team's future. Yeah, the winning the division now is not as as appealing in that <laughs> because part. it doesn't look like we're gonna win. You it doesn't look like you're gonna get the the uh, the uh, buy. If you get the buy, then that's different. But if you're gonna have to play week one, I'd rather play the South Division winner as the five seed than the Rams as the two seed. Yeah, that's, uh, dude, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, not even close in my mind. I'm so with you. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So you know, it's not all bad if if uh, whoever comes in uh doesn't win the division they they got a better matchup i think the only way it's better is if you you know somehow san francisco who has a tough game next week we'll get to that in the next podcast if they can actually drop one more and uh you know say philly wins out and san fran loses to baltimore Mm -hmm. then you got you have that number one seed back that's obviously when it's beneficial but if you don't get it it's not really it's not really that great, <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah, it's wild, dude. Yeah, that's just uh, this is just fascinating. I uh, and I'm looking at a thing right now that's uh, I don't know where they're getting this, but it's NFL.com, so I assume it's somewhat reputable that uh, the Niners have an 80 percent, 89 percent chance of clinching the number one seed. Yeah, so doesn't look good. Yeah, yeah, we'll keep our fingers crossed for uh, not playing the Rams in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe they go by the Vikings and then you play the Vikings. See that that I'm down with 100. percent I would take the Vikings. They can the way the way they're playing. They can win out, and I know one of the games they have is the Giants, so they're going to win that. Yeah, I don't know about their other two, but if they win out, they'll 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 pass the Vikings chance most, most likely. Yeah, it, it's it, it's mildly surprising to me that they're still in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But uh, they are. They're hanging in. They're 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 not even the last seed. They're the sixth seed. So yeah, incredible. I'm going to try and find that schedule real quick, see what their other two games are. So they have for, for the Rams. Okay. Well, they play the, the lions twice. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know what? If they, if they are the sixth seed, that's who they would play in the first round of the playoffs. So they could potentially play them three out of four weeks. Oh, that's crazy, man. That would be wild. Yeah. And then by the way, I don't think that's ever, I don't think that's ever happened. I can't imagine. I don't remember it ever happening and it would be as stunning if it did. Yeah. So it's it's Lions, Giants, Lions? Well, it's actually the – this is saying the Packers. Do they not play the Giants? Is it, oh, maybe it's not uh, – who, who do the Giants have? Here, I'll, let me pull it's, the Giants up a while here. Sorry. Uh, I thought it was Eagles, Eagles, Rams, Eagles, but I guess not. Oh, were you, I thought we were talking about the Vikings. Oh. My bad. No, I was talking about the Rams. I'm sorry. No, my bad. I'll get the Rams now. That's the Vikings. They play the Lions, Packers, uh, Lions. Let me get up the Rams here. Okay. Well, it's still true though. If the Vikings are the are the sixth seed, they uh they would play the they would play Detroit because Dallas would play 
I'm assuming that, you know, just to say Dallas, Dallas or Philly would play the South winner and the uh, winner of the division would play the seventh seed. Right. So it would have to be, yeah, it would be six against three and three would be Detroit. Yeah, dude, that makes sense. Absolutely. And uh, okay. So I got the, the Rams and they're, they don't have an easy uh, slate outside. You were right about the Giants. They got the Rams. I'm sorry, the Saints, then the Giants, then the Niners. Okay, so yeah, they can. They they might drop. Well, they, they, you know, chances are probably are going to drop that unless San Fran doesn't play everybody. Right, exactly. If they've clinched the the one seed, they might not play a bunch of people. So we'll see how that pans out. Which would be interesting then, because the the Niners would have a quite a stretch of inactivity uh, leading to their first playoff game. If that's the case, I'm curious about that. Yes, maybe they'll be rusty. That would be nice. <laughs> something, give me something. Right, yeah. Okay, to grab onto here. All right, keep keep trucking. <laughs> I love this. Okay, a team that is trucking right along: Baltimore over Jacksonville, twenty three to seven. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, banged up, but he played anyway. He doesn't miss games. We we had this closer. Um, it wasn't that close. And um, yeah, Baltimore is looking really, really good. This is looking like a rematch of a Super Bowl a few years ago of Baltimore, San Francisco. It's hard to pick against either one of them right now. Yeah, I agree. The Ravens look awesome. Their defense is the real deal. Lamar Jackson's awesome. Um, you know, they, they lost their that rookie running back to, for the year which, you know, I don't know how much that'll hurt him because they always, I mean, Gus is, Gus Edwards just sits around waiting for people to get hurt so he can get the ball more, you know? Um, yeah, but then he produces pretty much. Yeah, he always does. He always does. Gus always produces, man. Um, and I don't know who the second guy will be now after Keaton Mitchell or whatever his name was that got hurt, but uh, but Mitchell, that guy was averaging eight yards a carry, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which obviously that won't sustain a whole season, but that's uh, you know, it's not insignificant that that guy's out, but I don't think it's a a team changer. Um, but yeah, no, this is the this uh, this was the Ravens being the Ravens, and they 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 just and the Jags are um, not elite yet. You know, I think we've learned that now. Yes, uh, totally agree. How crazy is it that we're talking about them being the Super Bowl favorite against the Niners as a Super Bowl favorite, and they're playing each other next week. Yes, this is awesome. That's going to be nuts. That's going to be crazy. Can't wait to watch that game. Cannot wait. Oh, man. So good. All right. Well, uh, well, we got two games left, and I don't think either one of us really wants to talk about them. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dallas gets absolutely taken behind the woodshed and just just destroyed 31-10 to 10 by Buffalo. We both got it wrong. We both got this game wrong and the and the following game wrong, the, yep. the Eagles game. We got yep. they got them both wrong. Absolutely. Um, Thirty-one to ten. I mean, it, I, I wasn't surprised that they lost because I knew it was going to be a tough game. I knew Buffalo was playing a lot better than they were earlier in the year. No doubt about it. They're really hot. But I didn't expect this. And um, Dallas, uh, they just well, the thing that happened at the beginning, they kind of got. They got a little not screwed over. They screwed themselves over, but it was supposed to be three nothing, and instead it was fourteen to nothing. And I'll explain what I'm talking about. The first drive that Buffalo scores on, they they get the pass interference call on third down. Mm, yeah, awful, awful. That was should have They should have yeah. kicked the field goal, not not got got the touchdown. Then the second drive, 
they stop him. Buffalo's punting and they get a roughing the kicker. <laughs> not running, not running into the kicker, roughing the kicker, automatic first down, yep. and they score again. It should be three nothing, and instead it's fourteen nothing. And um, I don't know that they were even they were questioning the Dallas players, Mike Parsons, and um, who else was it? Was it CD? Somebody was actually in Dak, actually, kind of questioning their their own their effort. They 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 were sluggish. That's they interesting. Said they were sluggish. They did the weather. You know the weather bothered them, and um, they never got off got off the mat. They never. They were just off from the start of the game to the end of the game. Nothing worked. Everything was terrible. But one positive sign for Cowboys fans that I liked was the fact that Dak and Parsons especially were angry. Uh huh. Like showing that emotion of being mad. The last. Last couple of losses, they're just like, oh, you know, tough loss. We're going to, you know, we'll bounce back. We, you know, the typical cliche answers that you always hear. Right. You know, that was a tough game. And this is a great team, you know, that we played today and got to give them credit. And we're going to go back and um, fix what we need to, you know, the usual crap. Yeah. There was none of that. They were mad. They were angry. They were angry at themselves and angry at the teammates. So, and they were, and they were calling out the fact that they have not been good on the road. They're three and four on the road. They're just a completely different team. And um, I'm thinking, not saying they're going to win for sure, but I'm thinking Miami's going to get a much better effort from them next week. I certainly would think so. I mean, it can't it, it can't be any worse. It really can't. That's the no. worst. That's got to be the worst game they played all year. Uh, if there is any, is there a worse one? I don't think. Arizona. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. That was awful, too. So two really bad games, and this one had some weather stuff, but whatever. But here's the wild thing to me. We talked on this podcast last week about uh, how um, – did uh, did Hankins end up playing, by the way? No. Okay, I figured with the results. But <laughs> but uh, we ended up talking about how that wouldn't matter anyway because the Bills never run, and they give James Cook the ball 25 times. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe now- – Dallas got beat up in this game, too, on defense. No Hankins, and then they lost Donovan Wilson, their starting linebacker, and Malik Hooker, their starting safety. All three of them, which is right up the middle, which is where uh, Cook just completely diced them. It's just, Sliced and diced them. It's amazing because the Bills have refused to run the ball over and over and over again, but they finally did it in a game where it benefited them to do so. I mean, if you had told me – that they were going to torch the Cowboys when Josh Allen went seven for fifteen for ninety-four yards and a touchdown. I would have told you you're you're you know it's time to check yourself yeah. into Sunnydale. Sure. That's know? that's the thing. The, the score was what it was, thirty-one to ten. Josh Allen had ninety-four yards. Yeah, it's wild. They had they they ran the ball. I mean, I'd love to. I, I should have checked this. I, I should have done this. But it was like two hundred and seventy yards. They ran the ball. Their number one back ran it twenty-five times. Ty Johnson ran at nine. That's 34. Forget Josh Allen in this. Josh Allen always runs the ball. So just, just running backs. Uh, 34 between Ty Johnson and Cook, and then another five from Latavius Murray. They ran the ball 39 times between their top three running backs. I bet they haven't done that combined in the previous three games. I would totally agree. Do you have the yardage total? I think it was a two, like, I want to say 270. Let's see here. They didn't add it up for me. Let me do the math. So Cook... Let's see. Ding, ding, ding. Boy, this is a uh, tricky math. Bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> One or two thirty-three, two fifty-seven, two sixty-eight. Yeah. So I said two seventy. Yeah. Bam. They, they, yeah. Bam. They just 
uh, the 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 woes of running the ball, you know, the run defense returned, although they didn't have their biggest run stopper, but I don't think it would have mattered all that much. And um, I just, you know, hopefully they're fired up and hopefully Miami gets a better effort from them. They uh, they got to go out and beat the Dolphins. That's just all there is to it at this point. They have to beat the, the Dolphins. That's a huge game, man. I mean, there's two unbelievable games this week, and that's one of them. Yep. All right. Well, that was garbage. Let's go on to the next <laughs> one, the next garbage. <laughs> yeah, my garbage. <laughs> Seattle, 20-17 to 17 over Philadelphia. I picked Seattle, but I said if Geno plays, I pick Seattle. I did the caveat and caveated myself just like you did. Caveated myself right out of the win. I went with Philly if Geno didn't play. Geno didn't play, but Seattle wins the game anyway. Uh, Philadelphia, they're just they're they're not right on offense at all. Uh, there something is wrong. Something is wrong, wrong, wrong. They do not look the same, and they haven't for a while either. Uh, what, what's your take on your team here? Yeah, they're hurting on both sides of the ball. They're uh, they're I you know this it, when your team when the when a team with that record gets to the point where screaming a Smith is 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 ranting about you for twelve minutes on uh, whatever they call that show anymore. Um, you know it's not good. <laughs> um, <laughs> they are they 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 switch their offensive or they, I'm sorry their uh, the offensive coordinator who I've bitched about a lot this season. Um, he didn't have a horrible game. I, you know, they're still running too many damn screens unsuccessfully over and over again. But, other, you know, it was they had a couple nice drives, uh, some real long grinding. There was one drive that was 16 plays that culminated in a touchdown. I love that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, but the, they made a change this past week going into that game at defensive coordinator. Uh, Matt Patricia's now the they didn't change the titles, but in essence, uh, they moved, uh, uh, the new guy whose name I'm I'm never going to learn now uh, up in, into the booth and uh, Patricia's on the sidelines calling plays um, and they played a pretty good game defensively except when it really mattered and they let Drew Locke lead a Montana esque freaking drive at the end of that game I can't believe what I, I they got the ball Eagles punted with uh, two minutes and four seconds left the Detroit got the ball with a minute fifty two. Inside, yeah. I'm sorry. Thank you. Inside their own 20. And he just, you know, there, there was a cut. They, they had them on a third and long and he completes a massive bomb to DK Metcalf for half that distance. And uh, then that unbelievable throw to uh, what is it? Jackson Smith and Jigba, the rookie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Don't forget the, the don't forget the other one with DK Metcalf where he caught it off his leg and he yeah and that's what I was talking about the big bomb that ate up half those yards <laughs> oh yeah okay 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 insane um, insane and they had they they went down the field in like a minute and a half without using the one timeout they had they still had it they gave them enough time to the they, there was enough time left that the Eagles had a chance to kick a game time field goal if they had just run their offense a little better. So yeah, I don't. I, we talked about this off air a little bit. I don't understand the play calling on the last play there, the interception, um, where it looked like he got his foot down. That's not the controversy to me. To me, it's why are you throwing a bomb down the sideline when you need the field goal? There's no guarantee you're gonna, you know, catch it and get out of bounds or catch it and get the timeout off because there's only if it was incomplete. 
you would have been back at the 40 yard line again with uh, six seconds left. There's yep. no time to run another play. It drove me crazy. And they had three timeouts going into that drive. They had time for Jalen Hurts to take off up the middle on that scramble that got 15 yards or whatever it was and put yep. them on the 40 yard line. And they had time to throw two more plays right over the middle, call two timeouts, and end up well within Jake Elliott's 61 yard freaking range. And they opted to be idiots like they have been all year with their play calling, and it's driving me bonkers. Why they penalize their why, why defensive coordinator, you, not their offensive coordinator, I don't understand. Why would you play – why would you throw that bomb there? Makes no sense. Yep. And uh, good on Seattle. You know, they're they're pretty much out of it. But they're showing fight in uh, Drew Locke. Yeah. Listen, I was sitting in my lounge chair at uh, – with a minute 52 left in that game saying all they have to do to win this game is stop Drew Locke from engineering a game-winning drive. And if they can't do that, I don't feel good about their playoff chances, man. Listen, this is a little – teams go through these swoons. I mean, this is very similar to what happened to the Niners two months ago. You know, they had a horrible three-game stretch where, you know, and uh, and this is the Eagles' horrible three-game stretch. Hopefully they turn it around half as well as the Niners. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think you're going to – you should be able to win out, though. I mean, Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Well, if, I mean, that's a schedule, you know, just gifted from the gods to get through the last three weeks of the season. So, we'll see. Now, I mean, if, you I, don't, if you don't win all three of these, then then you got, then it's a five-alarm fire. A hundred percent. Yeah, brutal, dude. Close. Bad loss. Bad loss. Bad things are happening in Philly. I don't know, man. We'll see if they can turn it around. I don't. I don't put it past them. You know, I mean, this is this team is still very similar to last year's team. I mean, there's some couple right. things have changed, but you know, it's not like Javon Hargrave is 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 over in San Francisco having double digit sacks again. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. He's not even close to what he was last year, and they replaced him with uh, Jalen uh, Carter. Um, yes. So I don't understand what's going on. I don't get why their defense is. I mean, they're. I think their cornerbacks got really old really fast because neither Slay. I know Slay was out this week, but neither Slay or Bradbury is playing as well as they did last year. And they're both. Yeah, there. Bradbury. Bradbury's not playing well at all. No, and they're both in their early thirties, which means they might have hit that that wall real quick and uh, nasty. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. Yep. But I don't know, man. They they oh they showed a stat on ESPN earlier today. I don't remember the exact number, but the Eagles are by far the worst team in the league again on uh, in man to man coverage this year. Yeah, they're yeah they're they're t- their pass defense is, is really rough. If they don't get home to the quarterback with their pass rush, they're in trouble because it looks it doesn't right now right now anyway it doesn't look like they they can cover anybody. No, it's it's wild, and it and and that by the way is also it always ties in like everything does, and that is tied into their pass rush going from the second best in the history of the NFL last year to one of the worst in the league this year. <laughs> how does that happen? Now, if that if you don't blame that on a coordinator, I don't know what else to do. I mean, how else do you possibly explain that? You know, yep. wild. Well, that was week fifteen. Um. Let me uh, get the numbers here. As I said before, I was ten and six. You were eleven and five, so you picked up a game on me. Uh, another game on me. You're now two up. Now I'm one forty and eighty four. You were one forty two and eighty six. You were up by like five or six. I made a little bit of a comeback out within one game, but you picked one back up today. Uh, this, this week. 
Got a slight bit of breathing room. <laughs> Very slight. Three, three to go. Okay. Um, so we're going to come back with our, uh, you know, stay tuned onto the podcast. I always release them on the same day. We're going to come back with our week 16 preview, and then we're going to have a little bit of a bonus segment in that one. We're going to talk about our quarterback debate that we've been raging here for the last three weeks on this channel. Love it. About about the different eras and who's good now, who wouldn't have been good then, and vice versa, and best quarterback era, all kinds of good stuff. I um I actually put in a lot of time. I put in a, about an hour and a half worth of time researching this um in the last couple of days. So I'm going to present that and we'll talk about it. Al, you did some research yourself. We're going to talk about it in the next podcast. But right now, this one, we're at 54 minutes or whatever we're at. So I'm going to wrap this one up. Sounds good, my man. Looking forward to the next one. And fun as always. What a wacky league. <laughs> Absolutely. Can't wait for the preview one. But until then, um, I will be right back with a quick close. Once again, thanks, Al, for joining me. We'll be right back. There you have it. That is the Week 15 Review Show, NFL Season Week 15. A lot of great stuff in there, a lot of great information. And, of course, me and Al had a good time doing it. We always do. Um, Don't forget to join us for the Week 16 Preview Show. That one will be out just a few hours after this one is released. So if you just listened to this one, probably in the morning on Wednesday it got released. And later on in the afternoon on Wednesday the week 16 preview show will be released. I try to stagger them a little bit, but release them both on the same day. Get the information out to you uh, earlier than anybody, I think, and uh, get your NFL week started with our two uh, podcast shows. Hopefully you enjoy them. That's going to do it. Don't forget about my music channel on Perks Recap over on YouTube. Don't forget about Bring Them Out Podcast for Al on Soul Joel TV. And until next time, I will see you you later.